Hello, I am C-3PO, and I believe the storyteller is ready. So, let us begin. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. Is it Luke who's talking in the voiceover at the beginning? Oh, 100% it's Luke. Yeah, he talks throughout the whole thing. So, I mean, it's not a great surprise that he's going to be back as a Force ghost. The best part, though, I mean, we start out and it's Ray panting, yeah. which is how every single trailer started out with one of our main characters panting. Every single one? Yeah, Finn was panting in the first one for Force Awakens. Oh, of these sequels. Yeah, mean. yeah, Sorry. okay. Uh, and so just like that first main entry trailer. That's true. Um, I do think that's the end of the movie, though. Okay. I th- oh, that's the final bad face-off. Yes. Yeah. I think that is the very end of the movie. Um, but it's interesting because Luke's talking to everybody and he says, we've passed on all we know. Okay. The Jedi in general. Yes. A thousand generations live in you now, but we've passed on all we know really sounds like he's talking about a few force ghosts. Oh, that's so true. It sounds like, like it's him and Yoda talking to her or like him and Anakin. Obi-Wan. Or him and Obi-Wan. Yeah. That's, I, that's what I'm so eager I actually, for. I actually don't think anymore there's any chance of Obi-Wan. I mean, okay, like two weeks ago, well, you were no, like, sorry. you were so positive it was going to happen. Well, no, I was never positive. I, I thought that like months and months back, it makes sense a lot uh, for the Kenobi lineage you could do with Rey, but I just don't think they'll do that anymore. And I think there's still a chance maybe that he could be here as a force ghost, but I don't think his, I don't know if his story is really going to connect anymore the same way, because I thought it was kind of a Palpatine or Kenobi thing right? with more likelihood being Kenobi, but... I prefer Palpatine coming back in some way, shape, or form. We'll get to that in a sec, but... Okay. Um, I, I don't know why I at first got, like, a training vibe from the flipping over the TIE fighter thing, because she, we don't need to see a bunch of her learning new stuff in this movie. Well, there is something to be said about that. Some people theorize that it could be Kylo training her. To be dark? Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, there's some, like... There is a bigger evil. Like, they mentioned that. Uh, J.J. mentioned that before they even did the trailer, he kind of had to dance around it and didn't realize where he was going with his train of thought Mm. uh, and said that, like, to kind of really rally against the bigger evil in the end. Who's Palpatine? I mean, Which is obviously Palpatine, and he didn't want to say that at that point. But that really says to me, excitedly, that Palpatine is not just going to be a MacGuffin. He is not just going to send them on their journey. I do think that the Death Star part is very early in the movie, or probably in definitely the first half. I agree, but there is a reason they chose to reveal him in the trailer and not as a twist at the end of the film. Yes, because that's part of what I'm also trying to say, is I, right. I believe it is in uh, he will play a large factor as the big baddie in not just the whole thing, which we all know now, but like... In this particular movie, too. Okay. Uh, I don't know how that's going to be, though, but there's a lot of ways it could be. So what's your current theory about uh, Palpatine's connection to Snoke? So I really, really think that it... Like, I think that there's a decent chance there could be some body swapping. Sure. So I think it could have been where when he killed Plagueis, Plagueis either kind of retained some level of life within his corpse, and that's why Snoke looks disgusting, 
or potentially he transferred some of his essence into Palpatine. And when Palpatine died, Plagueis was able to take it back over and transformed into some kind of mutated version, which we got as Snoke. And when Kylo Ren killed Snoke, he was able to transform back into Palpatine because Palpatine was kind of clinging to whatever remnants were there. You could kind of do it in that regard. Okay. Or you could have it whereas because uh, Plagueis was so kind of destroyed and it was, say, his body, for example, that was clinging to morsels of life, that he just had to wait until Palpatine died to be able to regain his strength then and could draw from the dark side energy that Palpatine kind of emitted into the world when he died and then was able to rise to power as Snoke. And then once again, that power balance was able to... So I do think there's a chance that it is a power balance thing where the two of them can't really exist at the same time. Okay. Um, because there's, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have those two characters be so powerful, but at no point are they both gunning for power at the same time. True. Because they're both so power hungry and obsessed, it that doesn't make any sense. Is there any lore about what happened to Palpatine after he falls down that pit when he's defeated by Vader in Return of the Jedi? Is he just vaporized? So there's a lot of lore around it. I mean, there's tons of stuff in Legends. Legends, he cloned himself and was able to uh, transfer his essence into some of his clones. Uh, and eventually, actually, I think Han kills the last clone, but... I forget who it was. Some like ancient Jedi they find is the one who kills the the remaining like holocron and connected spirits of Palpatine. So like it gets stupid into the like legends goes like too like really deep into a couple weird areas, and I then that's definitely one of them. Okay. Um, but when it comes to what's been done in canon, uh, the aftermath book does tells some things about what Palpatine had set up actually prior to the Phantom Menace. So he had set up observatories on Jakku. Uh, he said Jakku. Uh, has not been important for like a thousand generations, but it will be important again. Uh, and then he had like these areas where he was like searching for artifacts within the galaxy. And this was set up prior to the Phantom Menace, uh, but it was revealed in Aftermath. Uh, but we also find out in Aftermath that the kind of the final uh, battle for the Empire also occurred over Jakku. So we know a little bit about those things, but I guess when it comes to his blue light that gets shot up, we don't really know what comes or has anything to do with that. Uh, we know about kind of the things he had planned. He did have um, not like an Order 66, but I forget what the plan was called. And it was one of the main plot lines in uh, the Battlefront 2 game. Okay. Where he kind of transferred like voice recordings into robots that where they're as opposed to having a face they had palpatine's recorded voice is that giving, canon is that giving messages and it was basically just saying like here are the steps to destroying the empire because clearly the empire failed me mm. or else i would still be alive oh. <laughs> so let's destroy this let's rip it down to the studs so where do you suspect the death star is and why is it not a just spatially suspended wreckage how did it crash down to some planet because it explodes Sure. Both of them explode into oblivion. And so there's no way whatsoever that anything could have remained there. But that one piece is a pretty big piece. It is, but it does make some sense Okay, for big chunks like that to fly off into kind of forced away areas. Now, there are really three places it could be. There's only three possible scenarios. Anything okay. outside of that is asking way too much of the audience. Some place with water. It, the only places that make sense are Yavin 4. Sure. And that would be if it ran, if it surprisingly is the first Death Star. I think probably it's about an 80% chance it's the second Death Star. Oh, well, I, I, to be honest, just kind of assumed it was the second Death Star, but I wasn't thinking thoroughly enough. I th I th most people think it's the second one because it has more connection to Palpatine. Yes. And also one of the initial plot lines uh, for how Rey joined the fight 
in The Force Awakens was that she's a scavenger, but I don't think it, she was necessarily a scavenger on a desert planet. Okay. Because I think she scavenged desert, uh, as opposed to uh, a Star Destroyer's wreckage. Right. She's supposed to be uh, kind of scavenging the Death Star too. And so she's underwater and she finds Palpatine's um, kind of throne room. Mm-hmm. And so she finds an artifact in there that she's able to discover a map to um, the first Jedi Temple. And then she goes and discovers Luke. And that's how the story kicks off. And okay. so that was one of the initial ideas. And so that's what makes me believe and what pretty much most people believe that it's very likely the Death Star 2 because we've already – that that's already was a thrown out idea of there being a submerged Death Star on most likely Endor. So it wouldn't be Endor itself, the planet. No. Because it's a gas giant. But in that system. But we're, the forest moon of Endor okay. is where um, – the, the Battle of Endor takes place over. Right. Uh, and there also are eight other moons. Right. So really the only three places it could be are Yavin 4, the forest moon of Endor, or another moon of Endor. An oceanic moon of Endor. Yeah, potentially. But also there is ocean on the forest moon of Endor. Okay. And there's ocean on Yavin. So it could be either of those places. But we don't know why our adventurers are there. No, but Ray does have a bag. Yeah. So she has a satchel with her. So she's looking for a, we know that there's a MacGuffin involved. So my guess is, and I've just kind of pieced this together with thoughts, is I think that the, the plot's going to start out where Jana, who we don't really know anything more about, but is Naomi Zaki's character, uh, I think Jana and her people have captured Hux. Okay. And they're bringing in the rebellion, they're bringing in the resistance, being like, yo, we got Hux. And right. Hux is going to give up some sort of information. That's going to send them on their first MacGuffin chase because he doesn't like he's pathetic and Kylo Ren he's against. And so it wouldn't shock me if he actually gave something up. True. Of course. Whereas like they torture him and he gives them up. And so maybe they're looking, maybe Kylo Ren is looking for something that's on the Death Star too. Right. And they're trying and the resistance is going to try and beat them there. Okay. And so maybe that's what kind of brings Palpatine back, whether it's Kylo Ren goes and Maybe it's too late to get the MacGuffin because Ray and her crew get there first, but he kind of unlocks Palpatine potentially again by entering the area that Palpatine died in. Because oh. while Sith cannot live in consciousness past their death, they can retain their essence in an object in which they died in. Okay. So Darth Bane, his tomb, he can still haunt. And Yoda goes and visits it uh, in the Clone Wars and... Darth Bane tries to scare the living shit out of him. And it's, 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 there's some Palpatine manipulation as well, but it's without a doubt, like, it's a Sith Force ghost, but they're really restricted. And so uh, Darth Vader also found the, the helmet of Darth Maumon, uh, and that tried, and that was a huge plot line, kind of like the final piece, uh, the final end arc of the Darth Vader comic series that just ended, and that was huge. It was considered the best comic arc there was. And so Maumon had tried to convince Vader uh, basically uh, helping him finish what he started, uh, resurrecting Padme and this Sith Lord who transferred his essence into a helmet. Mm-hmm. Now, there's also potential that Vader's helmet will come back again. And maybe Vader, although Anakin was able to come back, maybe Vader, Darth Vader, being the separate entity from Anakin Skywalker, yeah, the trans- transferred himself into his old helmet right. that's been manipulating Kylo. And maybe the Emperor transfers himself into the Death Star 2. Or maybe, and this is one that I've not seen anywhere, maybe the Emperor, as he's electrocuting Vader, is transferring his essence into Vader's helmet. Oh, that's and good. And he's been manipulating Kylo through Vader's helmet and basically like, 
oh, you're my grandson. But no, it's not. He's he's his great-grandson because right. Palpatine's behind all of it. But maybe, like, and Snoke's, I don't know how the Snoke arc works, but... That's, I th- that's good. I think there's a chance that it's been done that way and that Snoke's, like, Kylo Ren is exactly what Anakin wasn't. And so if Palpatine is is potentially twisting Kylo Ren's mind to kill Snoke, then he can, that's like perfect. I got him. Yeah. So he's been convinced to embrace the dark side in full. So this is a kid who wants to embrace the dark side and his body is perfectly intact. Yeah. And he has exacerbated or kind of, because uh, we concentrated are, yeah, concentrated because we are what they grow beyond. As it as it works, Luke was more powerful naturally than Anakin. Yep. Um, I mean, there's debate as to how powerful Anakin could have gotten, but the way George Lucas had it, Luke was the most powerful ever. And the statement of "We are what they grow beyond." It makes sense for Rey to be more powerful than Luke will be, uh, because Kylo should be more powerful than Luke would be. Right. That's how it should go. And so it makes sense in this way where Palpatine would be obsessed about the possibility of taking over Kylo. Uh, you'll learn much more than we'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yeah. The generations get yeah. stronger and better, Abs- and, absolutely, and purer as we go on. Now, there are three evident uh, indirect retcons of Ryan Johnson's episode eight visible in this trailer. And most of them are, are things we knew already. The lightsaber? The lightsaber, of course, yep. is back and it looks good. Yep. So it looks like um, <clears throat> actually one thing I was kind of theorizing about, and I don't think it's the case, uh, is that potentially Ray needs to rebuild because we noticed that uh, her staff Finn has. Yeah. On the desert planet, whether that's Jakku or Tatooine, uh, I've changed my mind on that 20 times. I have no freaking clue which one it is. Right. Um, but that leads me to believe that that's the end of the movie. Okay. And that the beginning of the movie or near the beginning of the movie is when uh, they're at the Death Star. Because if I remember correctly, I don't know if we see Ray's lightsaber in that scene. And we definitely see her with her staff. Right. And so it could make sense that... Um, Maybe she was looking for a piece of Vader's lightsaber to finish building Anakin's. Mm-hmm. Like maybe because around, I thought it was maybe that same band that was Invaders, but I don't think so. I look closer, and I, I don't think that's what it is. I initially thought that that's maybe what they were going for, um, but I don't think that's anymore. But the, it looks like it's just kind of like taped together almost with right. some form of adhesive. But I don't know if it's necessarily going to be um, working right away. Conversely, uh, Kylo Ren's helmet. There's not like a whole lot to speculate about the helmet. He put it back together. He didn't actually. That's what's kind of like in the. That's not him welding it together. Okay. Uh, in the video, we don't know who it is, but it's uh, it's got extremely hairy hands. So it's likely oh, yeah. some servant of sorts. Okay. Uh, nothing on the Knights of the Ren in the trailer. Which that is, is very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, he's going to be a menace and a, and a dark figure again, obviously. Yeah, and the Knights of the Ren. I, th- they, I think they they're going to be in the movie for sure, but. but I'm curious to know as to what extent their role will be now, because I was thinking like before, probably Snoke's return and them being the main kind of antagonistic force for this movie. But with Palpatine thrown into the mix, that's a lot of things going on. Well, maybe there's some kind of mutiny, though. I mean, I understand he's kind of running. Yes, I do believe that will happen. I just I don't know quite how significant that will play. Maybe one of them may have significance, but it wouldn't shock me if a few of them got killed off with some ease. Okay. However, I do have one other theory. All right. And this is uh, around a, like an old kind of, it was said a little while back that the Knights of Ren have many special abilities. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw in that some would consider to be unnatural. But one of them, there was a rumor around the past that he had the ability to control weather. Oh, wow. 
which makes it potential that the reason why it's so stormy on Endor when they're approaching the Death Star is that the Knights of Ren are hot on their tail. Oh, okay. And That's that, fascinating. That's really cool. So that could be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then it could also make sense because we show in the force back, it's pouring rain when they're slaughtering that village. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not quite sure really what that entails or really connects with, but it could also kind of connect there. I was also thinking that maybe that looks a little like Yavin. Sure. That area that with the force back is. So who knows what could be going on there. And there were, but they were certainly in the original scripts of the force awakens. And I think all the original ideas for the Knights of Ren kind of link pretty well with, um, uh, what is it? Uh, the acolytes of the beyond, which is kind of a Vader worshiping cult that were obsessed with relics. So it kind of makes sense for that force back to be on Yavin. Right. Uh, and Yavin holds a special place for Poe. Poe's from Yavin. Oh, sure, yeah. So if it is the original Death Star, it could also make sense for Poe to know a little bit about that. Which kind of brings me to the uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about. And this is the other thing we're returning to that we kind of got away from and people were frustrated with in Episode Eight is that the gang is back together in this yes. movie. JJ specifically said that this is an adventure that they go on together. That's so. going to be gratifying. So I think, yeah, just maybe towards the very end we'll get a break off, but even still on the same planet, what looks like to be either Jakku or Tatooine where everything's going to kind of finish off yeah 3po is still in the mix with poe and finn there so extra significance because rose isn't with them john is not with them we didn't see anything from dominic monhan uh, no true so who knows uh also i did have a thought matt smith could totally 100 percent have been telling the truth and not lying to us and he's in this movie okay and that they've just cgi'd his face uh, over and that he's the lively young body of young Chief Palpatine. Oh, that would be really because cool. they can't have Ian McDermott do the body and then de-age his face. He's so clear. He walks like an eighty-year-old man. That works for the Emperor, but if it's a flashback, there's no chance in hell they can do that. But maybe they sure. use his face. And he's not over going Matt to Smith. He's not going to look like Chief Palpatine last we saw him anyway. No, he would be younger, <clears throat> and so even the additional CGI could work on that as well. That's so true. Uh, and also, while we're on CGI, the amazing CGI they did on Carrie Fisher's jewelry and hair. And oh, clothes. I know she looked. She looked awesome. That was very yeah. touching. Lando. We didn't yeah, mention he looks later. Great. He looks unbelievable. He was so charming on the panel too. <laughs> Anthony Daniels was so annoying. I found him. <laughs> he was. I found him infuriating. He was like trying to take over the show. It was interesting that Naomi Yaki is the only new cast member to be brought out at the panel and also to be addressed at all, to be referred to. Yeah, like they never mentioned Dominic Monaghan, or I mean, I guess they wouldn't mention Matt Smith at this point. The Carrie Russell, Carrie Russell surprised me though. Yeah, I did expect that because her character has been leaked a lot, um, and that. I don't think it's really a secret or that there's a chance this is not her character, but that the the bounty-ish hunter-looking character in the purple jumpsuit. Okay, but she's on Broadway with Adam Driver right now, so she wouldn't oh, be so there. Oh, so that is, but well, it's even still, that's a, yeah. that, is, that is a fair point. But yeah. even still, they pr- maybe should have shared that. I mean, yeah. it'd be kind of nice to know a little bit more about that character. We know about, I think his name's Klopp. Or something like that. Right, yeah. Uh, This new alien guy. Yeah, he's a friend of Chewie's through their kind of scummy world. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if uh, that, um, like at the start of the movie, like if if Hux is captured uh, by like Jana and her people, maybe that's on like Batu, And then while they're there, um, Chewie like takes them to Klopp because Batu is is kind of a scummy, uh, seedy planet anyway. And so it would maybe make sense for them to run into him there. And he, he strikes me as a Dex kind of character. Oh, sure. uh, With maybe a little bit more, um, screen time. The last thing I want to talk about, it's the most important thing. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. What do you think? 
I think the most logical answer is Anakin. Okay. I think it's the most logical answer. So we are talking about a person, not just the idea and the virtue of Skywalker, the royal Skywalker. Now, this is one that people, a lot of people are talking about in the sense that it could very well be that Rey is putting the Jedi to bed and that the Jedi were wrong for so long. Yes. And they were. And that potentially the new Force users are Skywalkers. And in the outer regions, that's what they're called anyway. Really? Yeah. And so Thrawn, uh, he mentions to Anakin in um, Thrawn Alliances, which is one of my favorite of all the books in the canon, uh, he mentions specifically how interesting he finds his name. But there he, re- he reveals later to him why he finds that so interesting, because he tells them the secret of the mission that they were on. But that young Chiss girls, Chiss is the species that Thrawn is, um, that they have the force when they're, when they're born, but it kind of they age out of it yeah and these young force users they use it for navigation so that the chiss are able to stay away from their enemies the grisk and to make sure that they're able to have a strategic advantage in war so that they're not surprised right and so uh it's considered to be a great honor if you're born a skywalker okay which is a a young force user who will spend like the first 10 12 years of her life working for the military and then you're kind of like honorarily retired and you get to live a good life you don't because th- you don't have the force anymore and you just you did your people a service you don't think the rise of skywalker skywalker refers to that though you think it's about anakin i think there's a chance it's multi-tiered i okay. think it's there's a pretty damn good chance it has multiple meanings sure look at the return of the jedi people i highly doubt that meant luke and just the notion of Jedi in general. But this I, is why it's confusing is usually the titles are vague enough that we don't refer specifically to one person. But like that's the point. Like you can totally say Anakin is mean is meant to be in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And for this, that's what I think it's going to be. Like you can say for the last Jedi, is it Ray or is it Luke? Well, Ryan Johnson explicitly said it is Luke, even though in this instance Luke says, I'm not going to be the last Jedi. Right. Um, so, but I think there's a chance that it, like JJ experimented with a lot of things that had to do with Darth Vader for episode seven. A lot of them were abandoned. Um, apparently the Palpatine thing has been planned the entire time. That's beautiful. Which is amazing. Yeah, it is. And Kathleen Kennedy must be smiling ear to ear and being like, see you motherfuckers yeah. who have been saying for like the last six years that I didn't plan dick. Right. Give this me a is, break. This is the, like, I planned a couple things. Yeah. I'm not da- dumb. Daisy said that there were like two, like the one major through line, um, that she had known about, about nine stayed true, but they did throw a twist in. that was kind of like a secondary extra reveal that she really liked. Okay. So I'm not quite sure what that is, but I do think that there is a chance that Anakin can come back to talk to Kylo and Ray. And that when really, Anakin is the chosen one. Mm-hmm. The Skywalkers bring balance to the Force. Ben Solo's gotta die. Yep. Ben Solo isn't... I know he's a Skywalker by blood, but he is Ben Solo or Kylo Ren. Right. If he is the Skywalker in reference, I'll be pissed. Doesn't seem... It doesn't seem gratifying, right. yeah. It shouldn't be Leia and it shouldn't be Kylo Ren because they're not Skywalkers by name. Now, Rey doesn't have a last name. And if, she's conce- if she was made by Palpatine then it makes sense for her to take up the name Skywalker. But isn't there a nice irony in the fact that right from the beginning of the first trailer for The Force Awakens, we're like, ooh, look at this girl. I bet she's a Skywalker. And then all for like for like six years now, we've been going back and forth with is she or isn't she? Mm. And maybe she is, but not in the way we thought. Yeah, which is, I think, makes a lot of sense that in episode seven, when Ben Solo or when Kylo Ren's trying to like force grab the lightsaber and it goes right past him and goes right to Rey, 
that makes a lot of sense yeah. for her to have been born the same way Anakin was right. to somebody who was a nobody. Anakin got lucky in that Shmi was a wonderful person yeah. born like in harsh circumstances. Ray was potentially born to filthy junk traders who sold her. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean it's any different. Now, I also think Ray could potentially be from like Naboo or something. Sure. Some, like, a lot of people bring up the notion of Ray being from Jakku. There's no reason to think that. No, you're right. And the Emperor's Observatory that's related to, to Jakku makes some sense to connect her with him in that regard so that he could maybe have... Plus, he's from Naboo. But that's why I see that, is yeah. potentially. Um, and then there there is a shot in the trailer of a ship at night going into like a kind of a mountainy city. It looked like a place that had never been seen before in Star Wars. However, it looked a little too... It looked a little similar to areas of Naboo that were explored in the Clone Wars. Right. So... Just potential around there, just throwing some things out. Who knows? Um, but there are some A-Wings in this trailer as well. So it looks like you're going to be bringing some prequel trilogy ships back in. Resistance are beat down, so it makes sense that they need to go find some like old-ass ships to bring yeah. into battle. Um, yeah, I think that's all we have to say about it. I think that's probably all we have to say at the moment. But uh, when it comes to rise, uh, the rise of Skywalker, I think it's probably have to have a couple meanings. I don't think it means Luke. Uh, in any way, shape, or form. I think the best, the most likely is that it's in reference to Rey taking up the mantle of Skywalker, most likely because she was born the same way Skywalkers were, right? Uh, of the Force. Uh, or, and that could also be an homage to Ben Solo, who will likely die. Yes. And so it's almost like she can, to a degree, take his name and take all of the names of the people who have inspired her and all, and also it fits for her as well. Uh, but I do think Anakin, it just makes too much goddamn sense for him to not be in this movie. Palpatine's back. Palpatine is Anakin's, like, Ian McDermott and Hayden Christensen are attached at the hip at everything. Right. At all events. Yes. And it just makes sense. They should come back together. It just makes sense, whether it's Hayden Christensen, like, telling Ray and... Uh, um, and Kylo Ren, just how freaking important it is to take down Palpatine. Who knows what it is, but um, I'm, I'm just 10 times more excited than I was a couple days ago, and I didn't think that was possible. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Uh, this is our podcast for the week. Uh, if you want to tweet us your thoughts, you can do that at Recorder66 Gmail. Uh, it's uh, Recorder66Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, enjoy your rewatchings of the trailer. And until we're together again, may the Force be with you.